Coming up on today's podcast. The marriage supper of the Lamb is getting ready to take place, and the bride is making herself ready. The bride cannot be the church because we're already raptured. Charisma Podcast Network presents Pastor Larry Huck as he reveals God's prophetic plan for Israel, the Jews and Christians, and shares the historic, biblical, and spiritual reasons for standing with Israel. Now, here's Larry Huck. This last week, Tiz was on the phone with a lady that is a financial planner. And to make this, to, to tell you exactly what it is, it's, it, it's the planning of our wills. We, you know, to make sure everything is in order. And so the lady says to Tiz, she said, now I have to ask you some tough questions. Okay. If Larry goes first, then you get everything. And she said, yeah. And if you go first, Larry gets everything, right? Okay. Then if you both go, your kids get everything. If the kids go, the grandkids get everything. Then she said these words, what if you're all gone? And Tiz said, if we're all gone, do you mean the rapture? She said, this is something that is coming up many times a day, every day for the last several months. People are thinking about this. I want to show you this in Ephesians chapter 5, just to help you understand a little bit. There is nowhere in the Bible, nowhere in the Bible, that the term bride of Christ is written. It's a term we use, but it's not in the Bible. It's a term that was brought up by the Catholic Church 1,500 years ago to justify celibacy. Well, we don't need to get married to a woman. We're the bride of Christ. The only place they really get that is Ephesians chapter 5. Read with me. Verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as also Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present to himself. Now look at this next term. And I want you to remember this next phrase all the way to the end of my message today because it will change your life. That he might present to himself not a glorious bride, which I have said for 40-something years. He's coming for a glorious bride. He's coming for a glorious bride. He's coming for a glorious bride. It does not say he's coming for a glorious bride. It says he's coming for a glorious bride. Church. Now remember that to the end of the message, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. 
For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it just as the Lord does for the church. And I came up with this article out of a Christian university, and the guy says, uh, you know, if you've been following our university, you know Professor so-and-so and I, and we agree on almost 85% of the things we, we teach, but one thing we have not agreed on in 30 years is who's the bride of Christ. Professor so-and-so says Israel's the bride of Christ. I, have, I say the church is the bride of Christ. He said, I'm writing this article because I want to let you know I'm wrong. And he goes on to all the scriptures that we gave of Israel being the bride of Christ and the bride of Christ is not in the Bible. But then he said, look at Ephesians 5, because Ephesians 5 is where we get where the bride of Christ. He said, there's a difference between a metaphor and a simile. When you see a metaphor, it says it is this. When you see a simile, you look for the word as or like. It's like you take care of your wife the way Christ takes care of you. He's not saying that we're married to Jesus and Jesus is married to us. Go with me to the book of Revelations chapter 19. Look at verse 7. It says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. Revelations takes place after the rapture. So if the marriage supper of the Lamb is getting ready to take place, and the bride is making herself ready, the bride cannot be the church because we're already raptured. We can't be the bride. We're already raptured. There, the, how many of you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? There's no getting ready now. You're already ready. So when we walk into the wedding supper, in reality, I think they'll go, are you with the bride or are you with the groom? We who go to New Beginnings go, we're with both. We know the bride, Israel, we're supporting them, but we're part of the groom too. Go with me to Revelations chapter 7. We know that these are a shadow of things to come. Passover, Resurrection Sunday, shadow, real thing. Pentecost, Shavuot, 50 days later, shadow, now the real thing. The thing that hasn't happened yet is, the thing that hasn't happened yet is Rosh Hashanah, the rapture, Yom Kippur, the second coming, and the Sabbath millennium. Now we showed you on the calendar that if you took numbers exactly the way you think, everything says we're about six years away from the Sabbath millennium. The month of Elul is the blowing of the shofar. It's wake up, pay attention. You're asleep. You're not about your father's business. You wake up. I believe what we're seeing in the streets, what we're seeing, what we're seeing candidates for president and vice president saying, what we're seeing with the COVID virus, what we're seeing with the economy. I believe these are the birth pangs. I believe 100% these are the birth pangs leading to the rapture. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen this year. I don't know if it's going to happen next year. Nobody knows, right? Nobody knows exactly when it's going to happen. When you get pregnant, you go to the doctor. The doctor says, well, your due date is 
Uh, November 15th, which is my birthday. They're, they're giving you a, 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 an approximate date. It might be a little early. It might be a little late. There might be other things that happen. You understand? They're giving you a, 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 an approximate date. But when you start getting towards the time to birth that child, ladies, very seldom do you go, where'd that come from? I didn't know. Am I right? Many people say that right before the rapture, there is going to be a great revival. I'm not so sure. But the great revival that the Bible talks about, the great end time revival does not happen right before the rapture, but it happens the day after the rapture. This is why it's so important that we understand Israel's place in prophecy. The moment the rapture takes place, boom, we're gone. In the twinkling of an eye, we're gone. Can you imagine the chaos that will be on planet earth? Government leaders, religious leaders, they're already making plans. Once we're gone, they're going to come up with an excuse why millions of people are gone. The thing you need to think about is, are you going to make the rapture? The moment the rapture takes place, you and I stand at the judgment seat of Christ. And we'll be rewarded for what we've done or we haven't done. Something else happens the moment the rapture takes place. Revelation chapter 7. Look at verse 1. And after these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth holding the four winds of the earth, that in the, that the wind should not blow on the earth or the sea or in any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea. And he said, do not harm the earth, the sea or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. You have four angels who God has given the power to destroy the earth. So the four angels are getting ready to send the storm of God. And just as they're getting ready to send it, God sends another angel and says, stop, stop. Don't destroy it yet. I'm going to give the world another chance. Don't destroy the earth until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. The Antichrist is going to seal those who aren't serving God with his name on their foreheads. But look at the next verse. It says, and I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Of the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. The tribe of Reuben, 12,000 were sealed. The tribe of Gad, 12,000 were sealed. And you can go on and on. How many tribes are in the nation of Israel? 12. 12,000 from each tribe. Right after the rapture, that 144,000 fanatical Jews rise up and begin to preach the gospel. This is... 
the beginning of the bride, Revelations 19, making herself ready. Revelations 14, look at verse 1. Then I looked and behold a lamb standing on Mount Zion and with him 144,000 having his father's name written on their forehead. The rapture takes place. 144,000 radical Jews. Now, why does it say they're all virgins? Because their ministry is going to be short-lived, and they don't have time with all that's going on to worry about a wife, to worry about children. They go worldwide preaching the gospel. Look at Matthew chapter 24, and everybody knows that the book of Joel is the prophecy of the last moments of the last days. Joel chapter 2 Look at verse 23. Be glad then, you children of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain, the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat. The vats shall overflow with new wine. So I will restore to you the years the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts have eaten, the consuming locusts have eaten, the chewing locusts have eaten, the great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wonderfully with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other people shall, uh, and my people shall never be put to shame. You look at Israel, you look at, did you see that President Trump made announcements, Sudan is coming in agreements with Israel, and then he said there's four or five other Arab nations coming into, into peace agreement with Israel, Saudi Arabia is coming. This is a time of great blessing of God for the church in Israel. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit in all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also my men servants, my maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Then shall the sun be, uh, sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be deliverance in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem. There shall be deliverance as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on Standing with Israel with Pastor Larry Huck. Learn more about Larry Huck Ministries, the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith, and how to give a gift today to support and bless the Jewish people at lhmpodcast.org. That's lhmpodcast.org. Or call 1-800-204-6545. That's 1-800-204-6545. Your prayers and generous support are making a difference and helping us to repair a broken world. 
Join us next week for another Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck.